Alright, let's see. Uh, hmm. Probably should be doing. Oh, probably should be doing some work. But hello, welcome to episode 178 of Bunta Vista. I'm Theo, and I'm on my legally mandated fucking around break. That's right. Uh, I've gotten uh, dangerously depressed by all of the things that are on my work to do list, and I'm just taking a little break as. Not only protected, but mandated by Fair Work Australia. And if it's not, if if that's actually a thing that I'm not supposed to be doing at work, then this intro is completely hypothetical. And uh, is protected under parity, which is probably also not, not a, a thing in Australia as well. Um, fucking around with me here on their legally mandated fuck around break is my friends. Ben. Hey. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I don't get a legally mandated fuck you around break around yeah. because um because I work in a customer service job and yeah. I can't just like you I just can't sort play of like pull out the switch Hearts of Iron for two hours your... because I've got a meeting on or whatever I can't yeah. have to keep doing my job Minecraft the... creative mode and such yeah just under the I mean I'm just under the bar they don't they can't see you and this is sort of just a a break I think when nothing's happening. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of like when you've got to clean stuff or when you've got to prep things or like there's like there's a lot of jobs you got to do. I think it's really nice actually when people with um, like work from home office jobs complain that they're bored at work. I think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I think that's you're still looking beautiful. at the screen. I'm sick of watching five Just hours of movies a day. Turn ah. your head 45 degrees. I'm only paid $85,000 a year. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, bless. Also with us is Andrew. Andrew, how are you fucking around in your fuck around break? Uh, can't be described legally on tape. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching five hours of movies, a different yeah. kind of five hours of movies. Yeah, you're probably watching those damn pornos. I'm watching. I'm watching a single oh, no, one of those uh, of those Japanese porns that's like all about weird uh, weird spitting and milfs, and it goes for four hours. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm waiting, waiting to genre. see how where the, <laughs> waiting to see where the plot goes in the third hour. <laughs> this thing's really starting to warm up. And finally, we're here with Lucy, also on her fuck around break. What are you doing on your fuck around break, Lucy? See, I work freelance, so every every minute of the day can be a fuck around break. Yeah, but if you want at the to. same time, because you're working freelance, any fucking around that you do is just adding to the pile of misery that that you it's putting day. it off for later. Yeah. But uh, what I am doing is playing six to eight hours of Call of Duty a day. Nice, so. <laughs> nice. They got any new ones out? They do. They got the, Call of Duty the new two? one. Call of Yep, yep, Call of Duty 2. They got three. There's uh-huh. four. <laughs> There's more what? Call of Duties than you could yeah. possibly imagine in any universe. But only one Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> I had to think Unless about if that like was a true. There's a remastered or... Modern Warfare, so that um, that could possibly not be true what you've just said. <laughs> it's it's actually not true. They, yeah, made, they that, made a second Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. the fuck out of me. Uh, I was like, distinct. am I old enough that it's come back around? That yeah. they've like completely, they've had, um, 
Oh, fucking goddamn it. What do you call it when you when you've got a number that's a fixed amount of bits and then you go too high and then you loop back around. Integer oh, overflow. Overflow, yeah. Yeah. They've had yeah. integer overflow with the Call of Duty games. Uh-huh. They were using three byte three bit integers. That's right. All the way up to whatever that is. Yeah. Eight. Definitely yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well check, seven. Check you'd out. have to your highest number would be seven and then you could so you're saying that the first, the eighth game the would be the zero game. going to use zero. Yeah, and not not eight. And we could take this discussion offline <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> it's what people come to the show for. Uh huh. Numbers talk. You know. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole intro. No, it was a great one. I Thanks. loved it. I loved I how it. worried I was when you had your guitar out. Yeah, I didn't like mm-hmm. that. What is a podcast if not just fucking around? The wink of irony. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We don't really believe in anything we're doing. Yeah. It's fine. I would never sincerely play the guitar in front of an audience. No. I did once and I've regretted it for like seven years. That's a fucked up thing to do. Yeah, it was suggested by my guitar teacher. He's like, hey, you should come along and like just do one of these. And I did. and. What, describe what one of these is. Where was it? A pig and whistle? Uh, no, it was Fortitude like a, it was musical. no, it was like a um, part of their music school where like they get. It was like in one of the music stores at uh, in Logan. There, there was like a really big one, so they had like a performing area and stuff. And so people like that were getting lessons would come and just give it a try, like playing in front of other people. So I would. have play in front of like five people and then I've uh, just stashed that away in my memory bank bank to replay in my head anytime that I think my life's going too good. Uh, can we can we reach into the memory bank and, and uh, inquire no, what song was you played? Can't. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. I'm pretty sure you remember. Yeah. You probably <laughs> would, wouldn't wouldn't I? Yeah. Nothing's we, coming to mind though. I've been uh, I've been going to a lot of school assemblies and recitals lately for my children. And I think I was talking recently about um, being asked to stand for the national anthem at a primary school assembly yeah. and being yeah. like, the fuck is going on there? But uh, we we went to a, a music recital that our kids were, were playing at. And it was, it was a weird vibe. Uh, number one, a bunch of kids got up and played stuff. And when we left, my wife said... That that just wouldn't have been allowed at one of my school recitals. They would have told those kids that is simply not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have been permitted to play, uh, which I thought was very funny. But the other, like, they've got some sort of uh, respect kink going on at this school because they also had like some of the teachers there, like the music teachers, but they're they're third party music teachers, right? Like. Uh, like the school has some sort of arrangement where they, they're like, if you want to do uh, music lessons, you can do them sort of on-premises during a, a lunch oh, right. break or whatever, yeah. you know. But they're, but they're music teachers from a, a local music school. And so, you know, they're getting something out of it, <laughs> these music teachers. It's their job. But then when they have the recital, they're, they're like... Uh, Talking to the music teachers like they're visiting dignitaries, <laughs> like like the queen has come. They're like, we just want to thank them so much for coming yeah. here. And no, you're you're paying them, and they've done a shitty job. The the end of year recital, they're like giving them flowers and gifts. 
The kids like, or the teachers? The fucking music teachers. Come on now. No, no, the uh, ki- uh, who's given them then, though? Cause the, my, school, my, the school or yeah. like the PNC or whatever to say thank you so much. And I'm like, no, I think the thank you comes in the form of the money you give Getting them paid, every week yeah. for mm. doing a, a lesson with your kids. How bad was this recital, though? It's pretty fucking rough. Uh, I'm about to put a child on blast. <laughs> so get ready, everyone. Yeah. Um, so, so like, you can look down the program and see the, these kids from this year playing this thing on this instrument, this song on this instrument, you know? And they're all very brief songs. It's relatively painless. But the first child, it just says, special guest. <coughs> right? <laughs> like, uh, like she's James Earl Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, his, yeah. number, his name hasn't appeared in the credits yet. <laughs> Featuring. He's and also out starring. There with a piccolo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so when the recital starts, uh, someone from the PNC or one of the teachers or whatever gets up and is like saying, thanks for coming, everybody, blah, blah, blah. And they say, oh, our first, our first performer is a special guest. They're a returning student. <sighs> so they don't go hey? to the school anymore. They're in fucking year seven in another school, right? Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they, say, they say a special guest returning, you know, she's been playing for three or four years or yeah. whatever. Was she wild, and, though? Was she just like a prodigy? Well, well, let me tell you. Yeah. When they said, here she is to play a Billie Eilish song on the trombone. Pardon? <gasps> <laughs> What an awful phrase you've just said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's bad enough to hear the phrase, you cannot imagine the song. Uh, Just trombone, like no backing, no singing. Oh, my God. A single lone trombone. A single trombone honking out. (laughs) Honking out. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. (laughs) And... And the worst part was, we again, when we left, Elna says, and she's been playing for three or four years, ah! you're telling me? Your wife is... Meow. <laughs> she was mean. like, she was like bring, yeah, bring them back if you're going to show them, like, you can aspire to this. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. It was not on that kind of vibe. Real, like, was, daughter um, of the principal energy there. Yeah. yeah no one's ever yeah. been impressed by a trombone either, by the way. That is not the... It's not a cool instrument. It's not like a saxophone where you can do like a sexy solo no, or something. You're in the third row on, of a ska band. <laughs> yes. Yes. How come there's You don't the even get the good socks. <laughs> the checkered ones are for the lead singer. Put them down. They're in plain vans back there. <laughs> uh, like... Why is the sax sexier? Uh, like it, it curves with the shape of the body. So uh, if you're no. if you're moving around, it's you like you can you're, be like limber with it. It's, it's you like know? you're dancing with a brass partner. It's Bill Clinton. You know? It's all Bill Clinton. <laughs> it's all Bill. But then, uh, <laughs> but the trombone coming out at a right angle to your face. Yeah, not sexy. Very, I think the further away from your center of gravity an instrument goes, the less sexy it is. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's think about that for a second. Like like a cello? Well, see, that's it's a vertical like, instrument, so it's staying kind of within your gravitic footprint a little bit more. The oh, you're talking is, about you're, but, but you're also holding it close. Yeah, so yeah. it's close. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so it's yeah. sexy. So it's sexy, sexy as fuck. It's close, close to, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. trombone is going to be generating a large moment. 
the guy playing like the big marching band drum that's sort of pulling him over the whole yeah. time he's walking with it. Very uncool. Not sexy. Unsexy. Deeply yeah. unsexy. And whereas, stealing valor as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what army the- are you in? Fourteen <laughs> <laughs> year old American weirdo. <laughs> Um, whereas a double bass that one might play in a ska band, uh, unsexy because yeah. it's 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 big and it's yeah. heavy and you're like holding the neck and they're holding out it from out. your body. Yeah. Yeah. What if you're doing yeah, those yeah, little yeah. dance doing moves on it though? Stuff. Are you talking what if about you're doing like horrible. Tony Hawk shit on it? The guy from The Living End who yeah, like gets up on his own Yeah, we're all thinking about the guy from The Living End. Basically, I had a conversation actually. Uh, this is so specific. I was talking to a friend of the show, the other band, Ben Juggles. I'm going to say three days ago, for some reason, about the living end. And he was like, yeah, that was genuinely really cool. They were doing some very interesting stuff. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so let's put some on right now and see. And Ben, if you were listening and taking umbrage as to how I categorized your side of the conversation, too bad. I'm the one with the <laughs> podcast, bitch. Um. I I just distinctly remember despising the Living End because uh, because their their little rebellion song was just like on repeat constantly. Are you uh, talking Prisoner of Society? Yeah, that was everywhere. When I was Society, when I was uh, nine years old at our school end of year concert for Christmas, me and two of my friends did a performance where we just mouthed along to Prisoner of Society. Can you do that? At a critical line in the song, and I can't remember what it is, we threw away a textbook symbolically. Yeah. We did not win. We did not get any awards. I mean, some might argue you didn't do anything. but uh, I think we're making a pretty profound statement about <laughs> the state of education and Doing authority. some disruption. You know? yeah. but, but like, fuck but, you, Mrs. Stevenson. <laughs> but yeah, the, the song is all about the reason it appealed to like nine-year-olds to 15-year-olds alike uh, was because it was just like, teachers, you can't tell us what to do. Yeah. And one day I looked it up and those dudes were all like 38 when that song came out. Man, that they're all old as fuck. Can't be right. Because that, that would be true. they're in their 50s now. Exactly. Almost 60. <laughs> they looked pretty fucking old at the time as well. I suppose they I'll did. Say. The roast of the fucking living end on the here. Roast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're from a country that's not Australia, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Too bad. We're the ones with the podcast. That's right. Yeah, do yourself a little treat. Uh, pause the show. And if you're in the car, um, ask Siri or whoever else is in the car with you <laughs> to put on the song Prisoner of Society by the band The Living End. And then you can just enjoy what swept our nation like wildfire in the heady days of... 1998? Yeah. Yeah. The lead singer of The Living End, Chris Chaney, uh, is 47 years old currently. Mm. So he would have been uh, 20 20 at the time that their first album was released. No, that doesn't sound right. No, that's not true at all. 25. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's... Well, his story's all over. Who could say? Who could say? He would have been 23. Impossible to know. Okay. There's simply no way that we could nope. deduce that from the numbers we have available to us. We're not a numbers show. No. You know, we wouldn't want to get them wrong and really end up looking like a big old goose. That's right. A goose. One of nature's uh, <laughs> scariest animals, I'm going to say. Just my personal opinion. Yep. <laughs> that, a, that a goose is one of nature's scariest animals. Let's see 
what those motherfuckers have been up to on Nature Corner. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. Winter is Nature Corner. Honk, 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 honk. Beautiful. That's the geese. This comes to us from WDAY News. The Waday. Waday. Uh, and Waday to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Serving the Fargo-Moorhead region in North Dakota and Minnesota, West Fargo bans feeding geese. Good. Pun- punishable by death, I They've had it too good for too long. The geese or the... The geese. Ta- townsfolk. <laughs> Canada geese. <laughs> awful, awful creature. After residents complained about the high amount of Canada geese gathering in their neighbourhoods this summer, the West Fargo City Commission took action to add feeding wild birds to an already long list of animals listed in the city ordinance as off-limits to feed. A high amount? Doesn't sound right. Uh, that whole sentence is uh, yeah. completely garbled. They added feeding wild birds to the list of animals that's off limits to feed. God damn it. Get yeah. together, guys. Yeah. Real uh, stellar journalism going on. Okay, we can't criticize WGA the guys whose news we're using for free that much. <laughs> well, I'm about to criticize uh, the very next sentence. Um, such as, This is not me putting this in. Such animals include many of what one may expect, such as deer, moose, or coyotes. But the city law... Comma, for some reason, yeah. <laughs> includes animals not particularly native to the city, such as alligators, crocodiles, lions, tigers, cougars, bobcats, leopards, jaguars, jackals, and even dingoes. Fuck yeah. Just Why? covering it. Like, if, oh, if you see a lion, uh, don't feed it. Yeah. Ah, there's a dingo in Moorhead, Minnesota. <laughs> You might think Yo. you can feed that dingo, but you would be wrong. The cop running over to be like, oh my God, I've never got to tell anyone this before. You can't. It's a, that's a dingo. It's a native type of Australian dog and you can't feed it. I don't do that. They just go bang, 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 bang. bang. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in the wood chipper. I warned him. Uh, for some reason. Yeah. Didn't bother following that one up. For I guess. some reason. Yeah. Uh, do they have a zoo? Couldn't In Fargo? Fargo? Maybe. Surely not. Probably. It's America. Maybe they're, maybe they're trying to get out ahead of any potential zoo escapes. I believe know? I um, said this on the podcast at the time that it happened to me, but uh, when I stayed in Fargo uh, in my hotel that was just across from where the replica wood chipper is that's like a town monument, uh, there Beautiful. was someone had died in the room across from me uh, about an hour before I arrived. Oh. oh, do you know yeah. why? Hey, it was a cool. drug overdose. Oh. oh. Yeah. It's not like a Not like fun a fun death. death. No, it was like, not a, like quite a silly death. one. Okay. It was really weird. There was just like a bunch of cops and coroner and stuff around and the person at the counter gave me a very minor discount on account of... The, of the I'd, dead body. I'd arrived at a crime scene and it was directly across from where I was staying. Yeah, okay. I'd probably ask for a discount. I didn't. I wasn't going to. They were just like, oh, I'm going to give you a cheap right and i was like okay are we whispering because okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't want the dead body to hear yeah, what's going on uh yeah i mean i don't really know what i would expect the hotel to do about it yeah 
Unless, say, somebody had been uh, savagely butchered in the room you were to be occupying that evening. And their checkout time, you know, you went around because they didn't check out. And it turned out that all the walls and the ceiling had been painted with their insides. Mm. And then you wouldn't even get an early check-in. Yeah, I think I think at so that point they could it. call they could call you and say there's kind of been a murder yeah. at the hotel and it affects you directly. Yeah, but yeah unless it, was a really it affects bad you directly. Murder. We're yeah. at the hotel. I'd be wanting like free mini bar. Like you got to comp that whole mini bar for me at least. <laughs> I want at least my two miniature bottles Do of Jack Daniels. <laughs> free stuff. Because to me, I would like go. Like, oh, it sounds like you guys have a lot on your plate at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, I don't even worry about it. Out. I'll sleep on the street. Like any reasonable person, I'd actually offer to pay them more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What like has anybody has anybody said? I really think you should sort this out for me about anything in their own recent memory. Yeah, actually, once. <laughs> my, okay. My whole life, we were going to going to go see uh, Tropical Fox Storm. And uh, went to this place for dinner, and I ordered like a pancetta pasta, and it was just inedibly salty. And I only ate about half of it. And the a lady came <laughs> around. That and was inedible. Like, is, is everything is everything all right, sir? I'm like, oh, actually, the pasta's really salty. <laughs> <laughs> White people think salt is too spicy. And then on the on the bill, they gave me like ten bucks off. Oh. And I'm like, oh, right. thank you. Mm, wow, that uh, I can imagine Caitlin looked at you with a newfound respect at yeah. that moment. Yeah, no, she was a little scared, actually. You know, and um, you know, like in Drive, the scene in the elevator where, oh yeah, uh, yeah. where she like realizes who it is that she's actually in love with, and uh, she's suddenly scared. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of yeah. like that. Yeah, All the lights dim. Oh, I don't. I'm not asking for something. For muddy off and the lights are flickering and <laughs> <laughs> with the power of it. Yeah, and then Theo stomps the waitress's head into a red mist. Yeah, look, you know? no. <laughs> You're like, hey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hurling the pasta across the room, plate shatters on the wall. Let's watch Drive again. Everybody says, ah, oh, it's salty in my eyes. Ah, oh, it's too salty. <laughs> too salty. <laughs> Oh, I can only imagine hundreds of times Ben has said, if you ever want me to come back here again. Yeah. I've never complained in my life. Do any of us anything. do that? Yeah. I, who it would take a lot from me I to am? send something back at a restaurant or an annoy the I'm one of the hosts of the third <laughs> most popular Australian comedy podcast in Fiji. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't you know who yeah. I am? Don't you got a lot it? of powerful friends in Fiji? I am. Um, I, I'm sure this Muscular. has come up on the show once upon a time. The last thing I remember sending back was a plate that arrived with a large smear of somebody's blood on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was at this. Um, it was at this cafe in Melbourne where they they put out like you know cutesy shit for you to do. Like drawings and craft and stuff with on the table, and uh, we ordered some brunch or whatever. And this lady like put down our plates and walked off. And I looked at it for a minute and said to Elna, "That looks a lot like like blood on the like side of the plate, doesn't blood. it?" Yeah, and she was like, "Yes, that is one hundred percent somebody's blood." And um, and the waitress comes back by and we go, "You don't have a cut on your finger, do you? Maybe." Uh, due to the, this situation, and she looks at her hand and is like, "Oh yes, I do." 
I'm very sorry about that. Uh, and I said, could I perhaps trouble you for a, for a different thing? She's just been walking around for the last 10 minutes, poking things and going, oh, there's blood yeah. on that. There's blood, blood on that. Blood on that. <laughs> but she, she like takes it back to the kitchen and it hangs out there for a bit. And I think at some point I, I said, hey, how's that, that other thing coming? Yeah. Uh, because you know, I'll at just that take point, my meal and well, the, blood. If you the were. other person, <laughs> the other person has already like had their meal down in front of them for fifteen minutes at this point, and um, and then it comes back out from the kitchen, and it's extremely apparent that it is the same dish, and they've wiped the blood off the side of it. Sure, yeah. As opposed to saying, and there's no diseases that are in blood either. No, as opposed to, so, like, you know, I am not particularly sensitive about, uh, you know, cleanliness in kitchens. I'm not somebody mm. who, like, you know, the, you know, the people who are like, you should see what kind of stuff they're doing in uh, pick your racial stereotype of choice restaurants and kitchens. And I'm like, yeah, if you don't want to know, don't go but looking like, around yeah. back there. Blood is a line. Like, blood is crossing a line there. Blood's pretty, yeah. yeah. And when it came out and it was clear that it had just been wiped and put back on the table, cold at this point, <laughs> I said, I think that I'm done. I'm, I'm cool. I think I'll leave. And I don't imagine I will be paying for that particular plate of food. For the record, unlike Andrew, I do not have a favorite racial stereotype. No. 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 Okay. To each their own. You love them all. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> How <laughs> could I possibly choose. pick a favorite? They're all like my children. Oh, boy. So, this ordinance that will, uh, you know, in Joe Brandon's uh, evil America, will stop you from feeding local dingoes in West Fargo, also includes, quote, species or breed of turkey... Geese, ducks, pheasants, wood ducks, owls, eagles, and any other type of fowl not being kept for agricultural purposes. Mm. After the West Fargo City Commission passed the ordinance, second reading at its Monday, December 5th meeting. Feeding geese will now be a violation of city ordinance, punishable by a fine of $50 or $100. The first I think that's the cost of doing business. Yeah, that's, it's worth it originally. You get $100 worth of fun out of feeding geese, uh-huh. go for it. Yeah, I've got that $100 yeah. set aside in my drawers, and I'm just going to feed geese until I get Feed them 100 caught. times, and then you're only getting caught once. Yeah. It's yeah. worth it. That's a dollar per feed. Mm. I think it would be very easy to crowdfund uh, several hundred dollars to get a head start on all the geese you'd like to feed. Oh, mm. yeah. Prime the pump. Financial. Yeah, I, Give yourself a nice, uh, nice runway. Yeah, I think you could. Um, I think you could absolutely convince people to put money in a hat <laughs> so that you could keep feeding the local Canada geese <laughs> in a town they don't live in just to be annoying to people. Go fund me. Andrew is feeding geese yes. <laughs> in Fargo Moorhead region. Andrew is feeding forbidden geese. Uh, quite. We would hope that after someone is caught, they would stop feeding the animals. End quote. Yep. Who's policing this? Yeah. Is someone going around looking for this? Someone see someone with bread and it's like, you, don't you feed that goose? Hey, pal, where are you taking that bread? Just got some stale bread. I don't know. That bread looks pretty stale to me. Why would one man need a whole loaf of stale bread? Mm. Hmm? 
pretty fucking sus. Oh, you're making croutons? You're making enough croutons for nine or ten salads? Where are you going? Oh, you're gonna f- you're gonna freeze the croutons? A likely story. Uh, I was going to ask if any of us uh, have had jobs where you've had to enforce rules on other people, but Ben, I guess that's you like every day. Yeah, and also, mm. like, well, yeah. And then there was also that thing that happened for the last couple of years where you had uh, an insanely large amount of rules that everyone hated that you had to enforce right. constantly. Yeah. Um, I loved them. I yeah, loved them. No jacking off. Yeah, yeah, that was the no so jack off pandemic that we had for, for you know, for forever. Mm-hmm. That's great. I fucking hate it because the, the people being told hate you and then you grow to hate them. And then it, it becomes like a Stanford prison experiment, except it's for middle-aged guys that just won't, like, pull their mask up. Yeah, maybe we are the real virus. Um, I've been zooming in and out of on uh, the Fargo-Moorhead <laughs> region in, in Google Maps. Uh, trying to find the geese? <laughs> because I cannot uh, possibly lakes? not st- stop doing things. Guess what their Bunnings equivalent is called? Um, Fargies. Go on. Runnings. <laughs> no. No. Is it a hardware store? Yeah, long-time chain real t- retailer with a wide array of home and farm supplies and outdoor recreation equipment. That doesn't sound like a Bunnings to me. That kind of sounds like a Bunnings. That sounds like an agricultural store to me. Exactly like a Bunnings. I clicked on it and I thought, I wonder if this is going to be exactly like Bunnings when I saw it. It'd be quite funny if it was. There are. Check they it got- out. They got Lowe's and Home Depot over there. Are yeah. there like big box mm. hardware store? But over which, here, which always weirds me out because because of the Lowe's here. Yeah, here in Australia, uh, Lowe's is where you buy either ruggers, yeah, um, or you buy really fucking annoying party shirts for your yeah, fucking party stupid shirts. bar crawls with your dickhead friends who fucking suck shit. I was going to say, to be specific, it's where Ben buys his ruggers. Yeah, I buy my ruggers there. That's right. Mm. Yeah. I, I bought some from the, the Lowe's just near Theo's place the other day, actually. Oh, in, really? Uh, at Garden City. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, they've renamed uh, it. It's not Garden City anymore, is it? It's just no, Westfield, Mount Gravatt. Westfield, Mount Gravatt. Fucking Ooh. disgusting. We yeah. used to be a civilization. Communism. We used to have a culture. Um, yeah, they, they renamed uh, the, the shitty shopping center on the south side of town in Canberra, they changed the name away from the Hyperdome. It's not called the Hyperdome oh, anymore. Oh, we still have a Hyperdome. We've still got a Hyperdome. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. What's it called? Logan What's it called Hyperdome? Mm. The Hyperdome. Um, can you imagine changing the, the name from Hyperdome yeah. to South Point? That sucks. That's South, Point, South Point's nothing. It's nothing yeah, to and, me. And worse, they stylize it as South, uh, like, period, point, with oh, no, no spaces. I hate so Sopo. Heading down to Sopo. Heading yeah. down to Sopo. Oh, yeah. I listened to a really good episode of 99% Invisible that talked about how in both America and Australia and other countries that have malls, they're all named with, like, a cardinal direction. In the first half, you know, your Westfields, your South Point, mm, your whatever. Northland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm. I can't remember a, a single thing about why that's the case. I just know that they spoke about it. Was it to let you know what side of town it's on initially, maybe? Maybe. maybe. But now they're, all the Westfields are everywhere, so it doesn't fucking help you, does it? Yeah. What's well, a I hyperdome? Know, I know now when I'm at uh, Cherm bigger side than a regular center, dome. I'm on the Cherm side of town. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right, which is north. <laughs> uh, I think we're going Chermwoods. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Chermwood Ho. Is that, ch- is that Chermwoods or anti-Chermwoods? Fuck, I'm going to call this episode Look to Chermwood Even if something funnier comes up <laughs> That's the spirit Thank you Also, oh. uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out To the Aspley Hy- Hypermarket Or Hypermart Theo, surely you're familiar with the Aspley uh, It's Northside, that's none of my business Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's a combined Coles Kmart the hypermarket. That's fucked up. Which is That's insane. Crazy. It's one single point of sale system shared between a Coles and a Kmart. Which so I'm, is... putting, I'm putting bread through the same place I'm putting through a PS5. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, if they had any. I don't like it when they mix the stores. No, it's fucked up. I didn't even no. know you could until I went to the Aspley hypermarket. Yeah. Haven't you ever like been to a place where, I don't know, like uh, the... um. Like service stations on highways do a bit of that. Oh, I don't face. like that at Put all. A pie face yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, fucked you, up. But but you go in and there's and like Nando's BP. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's a it's a service station and a weird facsimile of like a country cafe with a bunch yeah. of shit under heat lamps and stuff. Um, and everybody wants to dine in an establishment that is half service station, <laughs> half, half petrol station at a truck stop. Um, but then there's the ones where, like, you go in and there's, there's like, uh, the sort of open shop front for the petrol station. But then there's also, like, just counters for, like, a McDonald's yeah. or something else. And then there's, like, a pie face that sort of also has an open restaurant-y bit to it. And a news agent with no walls, you know? Yeah, news agents should have walls. Mm, I yeah. believe so. Pie That's face. what my core You put some books there. I don't know. It gives everything an airport vibe, which I already do not like. I feel like I, we'd made a sort of a note to check why there are still pie faces, even though pie face folded like they 10 yeah. years ago. They're all in the petrol station now. They went they very know? bankrupt, didn't they? <laughs> Has anyone they told them? <laughs> are they just like the, the Japanese man on the island? World War Two is finished. Yep. I'm looking up our pie faces in Canberra. You got a pie closed. face? I went to Chemist Warehouse today. Uh, it was yep. awful. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. took my son to Chemist Warehouse and I said, look, you're going to see some stuff in there that you're not going to understand, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it when you're older. Close your eyes and whatever you do, don't listen to what anyone says. Yeah. Can I just read the, um, the opening paragraph of the Pieface Wikipedia page to you? The Pie Face chain, founded in 2003 in Sydney, Australia, by Wayne Homscheck, predominantly sells various types of pies and coffee. Mm-hmm. Following a period of rapid growth in Australia and overseas, the company entered administration in 2014, and the majority of the chain stores closed. I love to I love to be so good at business that I go bankrupt. Yes, because you are too good at selling like, pies. Holy shit! We've got so many pie faces now. Time to stop. There used to be so many. Do you remember the pie face years? Mm. Well, the pie face years are back because in April 2017, it was acquired by United Petroleum for an undisclosed sum. No. Between 2018 and 2020, pie face opened over 200 locations across Australia. How deep does the rabbit hole go? As of 2020, pie face operated 240 locations. Sounds suspicious. That's not right. 
What the fuck? So, in its op- at its peak before it got bought, it had 80 stores in Australia. Now it has 240. I've spent yeah. the last however many years thinking Pieface was dead, despite the fact that it's everywhere. It just keeps seeing it, It's yeah. just in petrol stations, though, yeah. I yeah. think. Because yeah. they've just chucked them in the, in the old gas station. You remember all those uh, all those jokes over the years in like The Simpsons and stuff like that, where they're like, "Oh, we just went past a Starbucks," and they're like, "Don't worry, the next store is also a Starbucks, and they are closing the store across the way to put in a Starbucks." Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in Australia, your That's experience is all of those jokes, but with a chain called Pie Face. They sell pies. Yeah, you buy yeah. Little I mean, not pies. good pies either. Let's just oh, their vegan pie is actually very yummy. They're all right. but the pies no, have faces fine. on them as well. They do. Yeah, they actually have a little face on them. And that's kind of fun. That adds a fun element to your snack. Yeah, but also I'm, reduce the profit margin. I'm saying that I don't think the pie face pies would win any blue ribbons at any country pie yeah. judging fairs. No, but definitely not. I also believe that those are all scam. I think that I think that uh, bakeries are giving themselves basically like you know, paid Best for bacon. certification. Because who's going to argue? You see, oh, like, like, a blue ribbon on the window. Are you going to go in there and be like, you yeah, fucking show me the award? Where is Mabel? Mabel, <laughs> where'd you get this? Well, yeah, they're, they're all like, winner of the winner of the, uh, of the pie competition in this town. It's like those awards on <laughs> wine bottle labels where they're, like, yeah. industry awards that are just, like, put on by the companies that own those wine labels. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but how the fuck else are you supposed to choose... Best logo, nineteen. They put in the effort of coming up with some awards to put on the wine bottle. That's true. They put that little number thing that says like ninety five. I'm like, yeah. well, there's Ooh, my choice. This is no easy. rinky dink operation. <laughs> yeah, they're up to ninety five. Should we uh, check in on this goose feeding situation? Oh man, sure. uh, yeah, I guess forty minutes into the episode, may as well. Now, this ordinance says that feed, quote unquote, means making food, including corn or seeds. Available for consumption outdoors, either by spreading on the ground or hanging at a height of less than five feet as measured from the grade at the pole or structure supporting the bird feeder. Sorry, so you can have a bird feeder. Yeah. Just yeah, not can... at a level that a goose could feasibly reach it. What if um what if what if the the birds knock the seed out of the feeder onto the ground like the birds do with my bird feeder? And then some geese get at it. Will oh. you be held accountable? Mm. I think the birds have committed that crime. You didn't like train the birds to do that, did you? Yeah, but maybe it's maybe it's like a you know someone if someone gets assaulted in your bar, are you responsible? No, not really. Does it depend? Does it depend what's happened? It does depend on factors. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say you feed that goose at the bar <laughs> too much alcohol. <laughs> They punch somebody. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do think that the birds have done the crime. But then if they come around, they're like, you've been spreading seed on the ground. $50 fine. You know? What am I supposed to do then? How am I meant to feed my kids? Mm. <laughs> We're all stuck eating disgusting Canada goose. <laughs> you just got to get to your doorstep and pantomime, like, finding a hole in your seed bag. And you get to <laughs> Oh! Oh! <laughs> Back oh, to the store no. I go. Uh, maintaining live vegetation such as fruit trees, gardens, or flower beds does not count as feeding. Small bird feeders higher than five feet will also be acceptable. Yeah, the dingoes or- can't get them all the way up there. Yeah, that's right. 
The ordinance explicitly defines, quote, non-domestic animal or wildlife as animals considered to be naturally wild and not naturally trained or domesticated, or which are commonly considered to be inherently dangerous to the health, safety, and welfare of people. Residents are also not allowed to care for any member of the rodent family. Ooh, they're coming for goth girls now. Damn. <laughs> including any skunk, raccoon, squirrel, or ferret. Any poisonous, venomous, constricting, or inherently dangerous member of the reptile or amphibian families, including rattlesnakes, restricted non-venomous constricting snakes, pit vipers, crocodiles, and alligators are also explicitly prohibited. That's a it's tricky construction there. Restricted non-venomous constricting snakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Restricted constrictor. Restricted yep. constrictor. <laughs> Earlier this summer, Michael Zeminski the Migratory Game Bird Management Supervisor for the North Dakota Game and Fish, said that feeding the birds can create, quote, bad habits. Yeah. Play, playing dice and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, yeah, they'll get used to eating. <laughs> In one instance, a goose knocked over a little kid for his sandwich, <laughs> Samantha <Samantha> said, <laughs> adding the nearby water features create a situation that is impossible to avoid. I think that that is a very funny way to phrase that. You could say a goose knocked over a child while attempting to eat his sandwich, not knocked over a little kid for his sandwich. He didn't be like, move over, motherfucker. <laughs> Slam his goose ass into the child and then pick up the sandwich and go. You I can't mean, this- stop nature. You're in his territory yeah, with which a is sandwich. The entire earth. Yeah. The skies, the earth. They've, they've the really... They've really chosen to phrase it in a way in which they are basically saying, a goose robbed a child. <laughs> a goose a goose committed. <laughs> Maybe bloody find that goose a hundred bucks, you know? Maybe leave yeah. us alone. That's right. And if he doesn't, uh, you know, if he doesn't have enough money to pay for it, you just shoo him out of town. As far as we know, that's very effective. Telling a Canada goose, hey, go hey, on. Man. Get, yeah, that's right. Get out of here. makes them leave. Clapping some boards together. We'll make them leave for anywhere up to 30 seconds. Hi everybody, it's me. It's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total... And we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Oh, what a strange nation over there. Speaking of strange nations, it's time to check in on the Freak Show... Over in the Netherlands, it's time for Netherlands Corner. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? This comes to us from nltimes.nl. Yes. That's our favourite, isn't it, Ben? No, it's our second favourite. Dutchnews.nl is our favourite. nltimes.nl is the second best English language Dutch news service. Fuck. Apologies to Dutch news. Amsterdam toughens stance against souvenir shops suspected of money laundering. Huh. Huh. Amsterdam is stepping up its fight against souvenir shops that act as fronts for criminals to launder their drug money. 
The city is sending special control teams to check its many souvenir shops for suspicious activities. RTL News reports. We share a lot of shops where hardly anyone enters, <laughs> Amsterdam Mayor Famke Halsema said. You cannot pay thousands of euros in rent from one customer a day who buys a lighter. <laughs> then you know it is your business model that cannot legally exist. I've always wanted wonder- about these. Me? Yeah. Souvenir shops have got to be like money laundering fronts, right? Yeah. Like, like in places where there's so many of them too. Oh, what's the... Lucy, will mm. you know the name of that furniture store in Melbourne that was very clearly a front? Oh, Franco Cozzo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you see that Franco Cozzo got bought? Yeah. And people Which are really, is- NIMBYs are really mad about it. It got bought by... Um, <laughs> like a brewery. Yeah, yeah. Moondog, isn't it? And yeah, Moondog. Keeping- and they're going to build like a beautiful, like a little brewery thing there. It's right across from that train station and people are really mad. And they're keeping the Franco Cozzo sign and... In- integrating it into part of the design of the building yeah, as well. Yeah, which sounds very cool and nice. Mm. Well, it's just a, a very funny store because I lived down the street from there for years and years and years and years and I went past that store every day on my way to and from work. Same stuff in there. <laughs> and when we were down there getting breakfast and everything, not just same stuff. I do not recall at any point in the, I don't know, six years that I lived um, just down the street from there and was going back and forth all the time, ever seeing a living soul in that store. Not not just not a lot of customers. Just, just nobody. I, I straight up have not seen. <laughs> not even staff, you know? Not mm. even like a couple of a couple of sad, sad looking salesmen. How do know? I buy a marble mermaid bed, you know? Yep. How are you going to do it? Anyone going to help me? God, they had a lot of... Wild ass Sopranos shit. Gosh, very <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh, very sad. R.I.P. Amsterdam residents may think that these money laundering fronts don't affect them. Quote, but things like this reduce the range of shops. Halsemer explained, dodgy tourist shops fronted with criminal money also drive up rents and displace regular entrepreneurs. Wonder who they might be. I'm convinced this is some sort of weird translational cultural thing, but both Dutch News and NL Times use the word entrepreneurs more than we normally would to just describe people with like like a small business, owner small businesses or, or whatever. Yeah. So you think it's a, a translation issue? Maybe I don't know. Quote: Criminal activities rarely stand alone. They cause more violence in the city. Sooner or later, an explosive may be placed in front of buildings where this happens. This means there's also a risk for people living around it. End quote. It's quite extreme. Sooner or later. Mm. Yeah. Sooner or later, it's going to be a Inevitable. fucking war zone. Yeah. I mean, I would ask, uh, how long have you had a lot of souvenir shops in Amsterdam for? Because I bet it's a while. And how many bombings have you had? Yeah. How many, uh, how many, <laughs> how many uh, souvenir store-related bombings has Amsterdam had? Uh, if you know, write into mailbag at com, And if it turns out to have been more than, say, zero, I will happily apologize to the mayor of Amsterdam. And now there are special teams checking for suspicious activity. An RTL reporter accompanied the team one day. On that day, they found a store that was only open for six days in the entire month of October. Another store had no glass doors in front of the refrigerators, resulting in towering energy bills. 
You couldn't just fucking fork out to put some fridge doors no. in? Some fridge glass? To keep up the illusion that you were a real fucking business? <laughs> or turn the fridge it's off. Rules. So odd. Not worrying about those bills is a sign that there may be more going on, an inspector said. Quote, We have handed out approximately 5,000 euros in fines, seized over 250 counterfeit items, caught an employee in benefit fraud, and found evidence of underground banking. Action coordinator Bert Hogemer <laughs> summarized the afternoon's work. That may not seem like much, given the estimated billions of criminal money flowing through a city like Amsterdam. But it also sends a signal that criminals will not go unnoticed. If you're doing welfare fraud at your souvenir shop, we will be there. If you have a t-shirt with a counterfeit Bart Simpson pissing on... I He's smoking know, weed. He's smoking weed smoking in weed. those shirts. He's you know, you know how like uh, how in America the, there were originally like you know you would get Bart pissing on a on a Chevy logo. Oh yeah, like Chevys, I know the one. And then people had him here, and he was either pissing on a Ford logo or a Holden logo. Are you thinking mm -hmm. of? It's it's, it's always not Bart. Calvin from it's Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin's pissing. Oh, sorry, but yeah, yeah. But, I'm but imagine Bart Simpson pissing on something though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a Imagine different child like pissing was, that you can but... have on your car. <laughs> what I'm saying what, is... If... What other ones can you have on there? Tommy Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all looking back angrily. You know, Stewie from Family Guy. Uh -huh. I'm pretty sure that exists Arnold. already. Yeah. One of the I angry beavers. I think Arnold's a bit <laughs> the brown old for one. it, personally. The, I think the, both... The yellow uh, one's too chaste. Norbert and Daggett, I believe, are both adult beavers. <laughs> I don't think they're children. No, but what about their behaviour? Well, they're childlike in their behaviour sometimes, especially Daggett. Yeah. Norbert's a little more refined. He is a little more refined. He likes jazz, if <laughs> I remember correctly. Oh, you can absolutely get Stewie peeing so on if, stuff. So if Cat like... Dog is pissing on it, which one's doing the pissing? Is the dick directly? I feel like we've already done this probably. debate on the podcast. Yeah, Whereas, probably. Yeah. Are they a boy and a girl? Dog's are they two dick? boys? Well, I mean, we wouldn't know just from their genitalia. We'd have to ask them. That's right. Two young beaver brothers. Doesn't yeah. say how young. <laughs> yeah, vindicated again, I think. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, if, if, you could think, if you could think, if you could think of a cartoon, <laughs> if you could think of a cartoon child you'd like to see pissing on uh, a corporate logo that you despise, write into mailbag at buntavista dot com. It's goofy for me. They're both sixteen. Well, what about what if it was Max, hmm. Goofy's son? Not as good. I just want to see Goofy pissing on like a Boeing logo. <laughs> 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 if you'd like to design that for me, I will put it on a shirt and wear yeah. it. <laughs> Goofy pissing on. Well, so let's get the brief right. Um, I'm assuming that in your view, Goofy is kind of looking. He's yucking back over his shoulder, mm. and he's standing up like a drunk guy pissing in an alley. He could even be saying "gorsh," "gor," "gorsh." <laughs> yeah, because it's such a relief. He's taking such a big piss. Yes, <laughs> "gorsh." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's not. He's not like on all fours with one leg cocked, even though he's technically a dog. No, he doesn't you know? piss like that. No, he, he pisses, pisses standing, standing up. up. Yeah. Have you got um? You got Disney Plus, Lucy? Yeah, because they've got like all the old cartoons, right? Mm. And all the, like all the shorts. 
Goofy smoking 30 cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, where Goofy's <laughs> blasting cigs. It keeps him sharp, all right. <laughs> or um, there's a there's a short on there that's like uh, about setting up your home theater. It's got Goofy like fucking up setting up his home theater. You know, he goes to the Idiot. big box He's store and buys a TV, <laughs> brings it home, fucks it up and everything. Um, but in that one, like everywhere he goes, they're all dogs like him. Okay. Like everyone. It's not like there's a there's a mix like there are in Mickey Mouse cartoons where he's he's got Donald, he's got Mickey, he's got Goofy and everything. In this it's just everybody is like goof troop mode faces, you know? What's the dog version of a sundown town? I, <laughs> I think I in a goofy movie, the high school is also entirely populated by dog people. Mm. Yeah, so what I'm wondering is, does Goofy perhaps live in a town that is either segregated? segregated. Yeah. yeah. Or, or a reservation. Well, it's not segregated. <laughs> they just like to be among their own people. <laughs> just seeing Theo's face as soon as he said that. But unfortunately, this is an audio medium. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, think he's, I think he's in, like, basically a... I don't want to say it's like a whites-only town, but for dogs. <laughs> but like a gated of... community or something. Uh, I think it's more just like um, like if you went to an average kind of very small town in rural Midwest America, Where surely like 90-something percent of the population is white. Right? You think Goofy's representative of the white man? I th- maybe maybe what I'm, what I'm getting at is it kind of posits that maybe most of the of the populace of the continental United States in the Disney universe look like Goofy. Is Goofies. You know? You're going for mm. a uh, for a many Goofies theory, I think. <laughs> well they're all they're all different they're all different dogs. It's not yeah, just but they're not goofies. also they're also not dogs, right? They walk around on their They hind walk around legs. and then Pluto's also a dog. Yeah, but he's Pluto a, is also a dog. Yeah. The, the he's new, a regular dog though. The new Mickey Mouse cartoons on Disney that Mickey they, Mouse is a dog. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They they uh, they address it. this. They address this specifically by um, having an episode where Goofy comes over and he sees that Pluto gets treats for doing tricks and then he's like, "Fuck yes, I'm going to start acting like a dog." Uh, just cuz he wants some free treats. Ends up uh, going to the Westminster Dog Show performing with no clothes on, you know? Yeah, and he's just clowning on him. He's just clowning on everyone. <laughs> right, fifty-five minutes and one and a half stories. <laughs> That's almost two. Money stories, laundering. Man. Sometimes there's other important things on the table. <laughs> How many goofies are out there? And fifty percent of the time, it comes back to the new swath of uh, animated shorts set in the <laughs> fucking Disney universe, <laughs> or lack of shorts, as the case yes. may be. Yeah. yeah, none of them are wearing shorts out yeah. there. That's Check true. out the Pirate Bay proxy, by the way, for Disney Plus content. Okay. Yeah. Check out not giving the Disney Corporation money. Mm. Hot tip, everybody. The Australian government seems to have completely uh, given up on enforcing anti-piracy laws. Yeah, it turns out that it's not possible. Well, I think enough people took up streaming that they went, ah, it's fine now. It's fine now. It's fine. Mm. Maybe, Maybe big corporates were just finally getting enough money back from TV that they could go, ah, look, that stuff we were screaming about for, for years, don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry about it. We've we've got a brand new way to lose money. You know? Uh, according to 2020 figures from the platform Kick Up 
Ondermeyening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. So many I's and J's. Uh, Amsterdam counted 960 companies whose owner, director, or the company itself had been convicted of a drug <laughs> offence in the past. <laughs> How does the company itself cop a conviction for a drug offence? How do you convict a company? Oh, yeah, that is weird. Maybe were they talking about like shipping companies that were moving contraband or something? Maybe. Yeah, maybe you can like find the the corporate entity yeah. or something. Hmm. Huh. 130 Amsterdam companies had a money laundering conviction connected to them. How many businesses you got in that town? How dirty is your money? Uh, quite. Souvenir shops are a vulnerable sector for money laundering. Job van Beekhoven. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Job van Beekhoven. Job. Job van Beekhoven. That's so good. It's what the it's what Disney would call like a maybe an eagle that's modelled after Beethoven, you know? Mm. 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 Beethoven, that's nice. Yep. Uh, that's what he said of the anti-undermining organisation RIEC. Quote: Tourists often pay with cash, which makes it easy to mix that money with criminal drug money. Dun dun dun. Any money laundering shop is great. Like every town has one, right? Where people believe that that shop is a money laundering front. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think 90% so. of the time it's just that it's a business that sucks. It's just a stupid business that doesn't work and is or going bankrupt. They make most of their money through like online orders or whatever and you're just like, oh, okay. But sometimes it is insanely obvious that, yeah, that place that only sells like miniature fridge magnets of whatever landmarks Amsterdam has and they only sell two of them a year, something's going on there. Yeah, the Anne Frank house. Yep. Yeah, There's a cyber cafe magnet. down here. Uh, <laughs> hey, backpackers need to use the internet too. When uh, when's the last time anyone here used a cyber cafe? No, no, no. did I use one in? <laughs> what was a fun Never. Two thousand and four. I think I've been in one while traveling, a long time ago. Yeah, I reckon I used one in two thousand. The year 2000. Now, some of you listening may not have been alive then. Yeah, you might not up. have ever used an internet cafe. You don't even which know is a what place you like. go to use the internet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they don't like serve coffee or whatever. It's just computers. And the computers back then were huge. It took an entire gymnasium just to open your Hotmail account. Mm-hmm. Porn was all gifts. You don't need a gift. Yeah.